0: This is Kelly Mahoney, and you're listening to Dream Team Origins. This week, we're talking to Chloe Condon.
1: My name is Chloe Condon. I am currently a developer evangelist over at Sentry.io. My job is is sort of that of an introverted, extroverted engineer. So <laughs> I can definitely explain a little bit more there because people think evangelist, what is that? Um, I kind of explain it as a forward facing person at a company who helps educate people on a product. Um, and my, my background is in theater, so <laughs> I'm a very... Uh, a, a non-traditional background engineer, a pr- pretty non-traditional as they come.
0: Awesome, yeah. Um, I, I came from the uh, medical field, uh, having being in nursing school, going to my first hackathon, and being like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> let me change my entire life direction." Um, yeah. So, can, can you tell us a little bit about uh, like how you got started in the tech field, and basically the events kind of leading up to that?
1: Yeah, so I spent the majority of my life in theater, both of my parents are artists. Um, My dad's a director, playwright, and my mother was a costume designer. So I very much um, was exposed to technology, but definitely not to the extent of some young people. Um, We had computers, of course, at school, but uh, when you go to a performing arts high school, they don't really have computer science classes. So I ended up getting my um, degree in Theater, so, I have a four year BA in drama with an emphasis in musical theater. And that's what brought me out to San Francisco. So, when I graduated from college and I, you know, started realizing pretty quickly, oh, theater is something that you need to have a day job for, <laughs> I kind of stumbled into tech. So, I was working nine to five, Monday through Friday, as an executive assistant. I was a recruiter for a while. I did, gosh, I was customer support at a video game company. So, I was working at these really cool startups startups. startups, but didn't really know anything about the engineering or technology side of it. I was supporting a lot of technical people. Um, So it wasn't really until about three years ago, maybe four years ago, I, I happened to hear a talk at Google about getting young women interested in programming, like middle school, elementary school. Um, and I uh, had just started dating my boyfriend at the time, and he's an Android developer. And I kind of lamented to him, oh, wow, my ship is sailed. They didn't have girls who code or anything when I was younger. And he encouraged me to start learning. So kind of fast forward to now, I, I ended up going to Hackbright Academy, which is an all-female software engineering boot camp in San Francisco. And I am uh, now... Now working as a full-time evangelist so I kind of kind of went went into technology by way of musical theater did that for a long time before (laughs) I ended up actually learning how to code
0: what's your favorite part about that job
1: yeah, I actually had an epiphany a couple of days ago where I realized that a big part of my job as a developer evangelist is meeting really cool, nice people and then working with those cool, nice people. <laughs> um, so I used to think networking was sort of a dirty word. I was like, ugh, networking, I don't want to do that. and I am very much an introverted extrovert. Like when I go to a conference or an event, I have to turn on an office switch in my brain because I love to just stay home and not talk to anyone. But I also really enjoy uh, going out and, and meeting people. But I think what I what I love is I love creating content. I think that's obviously the the musical theater performer in me coming out. But I also just really love meeting interesting people and creating Content and tutorials and fun things with those people. So a lot of my job is kind of just making really cool friends and then getting to work with them Which is like the best job
0: (laughs) I can see that Uh, being a coach for MLH is kind of the same thing you just go around and you meet a bunch of people and it, it, it is really neat how how tech brings people together Yeah So you mentioned that you went to a coding bootcamp. I've always been really interested in those. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: So definitely not all bootcamps are created equally. Um, So I did a lot of research and I was deciding which one to go to. And I ultimately decided to go to Hackbrite, because um, it's all women, so it's uh, and they have a mission to change the ratio of women in tech, which is something I, I strongly believe in. Um, it was very intense. It was 12 weeks long. You get a fire hose of information basically thrown at you in 12 weeks, everything from... Uh, recursion to learning about, you know, Python and JavaScript for the first time, and by the end of it, you've built a um, final project. And uh, I really feel like boot camps, or at least my boot camp, taught me how to learn. Um, so while I may not code in Python and JavaScript now, um, Hackbrite really set the foundation of how to, because with being an engineer, you're constantly learning all the time. So um, right now I'm learning Java for the first time as I start to kind of dive into Android development and I'm finding, oh wow, all those skills of you know learning all those things in a very short amount of time has helped me now. Uh, so yeah, it's a very intense program, definitely not for the faint of heart, but will definitely get you where you need to be if you uh, work hard enough. <laughs> so this is kind of funny and actually what ultimately led me to evangelism i actually really enjoyed at the end of the program when we got to present our presentations to everyone um so I realized that a skill that I bring from my theater background is I love public speaking and I love being in front of an audience. So while a lot of other women in my cohort and who went to Hack Break got really nervous by um, that aspect of it, to me, it was like, oh, wow, this is the best part. <laughs> it's kind of showing what we did and sharing that and teaching other people how to do it. So um, I really enjoyed evangelizing the product, so to speak, which I think is what ultimately led me to an evangelism role.
0: That's amazing. Uh, When I started as a MLH coach, I had a huge fear of public speaking and then just by doing it so much, you know, I got better and better. Um, And that's something that I've noticed at um, at least a lot of hackathons is people may, you know, build something really cool, but they don't have anyone on their team who knows how to public speak um, or, you know, they're just like really nervous about it. If you could share one piece of advice just about like how to conquer your fear of public speaking,
1: what do you think it would be? Gosh, So I think probably one of the biggest things that I learned when I was an actress was actually when I was on the other side of the audition table. So you could kind of imagine this like if you're a junior engineer, once you started interviewing people, you started to, to realize certain things. So for me, that was really realizing, oh, wow, when you go to an audition or an interview or you do public speaking nobody wants you to do badly in fact everyone wants you to do really well (laughs) because the auditioners want to find the best person for the part and the interviewers want to find the best you know employee to work for them and it's really similar with public speaking i think we get these things in our mind of like oh wow like what if i mess up like what if everybody boos me but no one ever goes to a concert or even a conference and wants the person on stage to do poorly (laughs) So always remember that the audience genuinely wants you to do a good job and uh, just remember that the audience members are people too, you know, like we like to be entertained and we like an enjoyable, excited presentation versus maybe one that's uh, of a terrified person up on stage.
0: (laughs) Did you ever go to any kind of hackathons while you're in that program or maybe before or after?
1: Um, you know, I I actually have never participated in a hackathon. I have spoken at a couple of them for um, like young women at high schools, but I've yet to have the full hackathon experience. I'm hoping to do that next year when I have a little more time.
0: When was like the first time that you, you know, used a specific technology where you were like, wow, like
1: this is really cool? Um, so one of the first things that I kind of played around with, of course, now I'm doing Android development, but my first class that I took online was a iPhone app development class that I think I took on Udacity or something and for me, I had never created anything technology-wise. Like, I had played a lot of computer games and, you know, was was te- technically a, a savvy person um, when it came to gadgets and computers and phones. But I think once I saw something that I made on, you know, a simulator, that was mind-blowing to me. Um, and I'm even finding, like, as I'm starting to explore the world of hardware now that When I just make one LED light blink, (laughs) that's very exciting. But my first kind of dabble into that was uh, iPhone development and then Hackbrite, I was doing web applications and now I'm finding myself going back into Android specifically and then also uh, hardware. So it's fun to kind of see that journey progress. So
0: one of your tweets that I really enjoy, it's actually the one that you have pinned uh, at the top of your Twitter. It's like, ladies, come into tech. We have no uh, lines in our bathrooms. Yes. (laughs) And that just like cracks me up. And something that I saw is that it has so many like notes and it has so many retweets. What about getting women involved in tech is the thing you're most passionate about? Yeah,
1: I think for, for the biggest thing for me is representation. I, of course, come from a world that is mostly women, barely any men. So I see a lot of things, in technology specifically, and in the products that we use every day that are really built for men. And I think getting female insight in there is very, very valuable. One thing that I personally try to do when I'm either, you know, putting an event together, building an application, or um, just in everything that I bring to, my day to day, I really like to keep it inclusive. And I found in a lot of ways, especially when I started attending conferences, that t-shirts didn't fit me very well. Um, I was oftentimes the only woman in the room. It was very ostracizing. Most men assumed that I wasn't technical um, because I do, not look like an engineer as far as engineer standards are concerned i I've been known to rock a Padavonia you know jacket every now and again but um in fact I'm wearing one right now but I wear bows in my hair oftentimes you know I gave my first keynote last week and I wore a jumper with like pockets I love bows I always have a manicure and I think a lot of times people see that and you know they assume I work in marketing or they assume oh you know maybe she maybe her job is to just educate you know get more women in tech. Well, no, actually, I am a technical person. (laughs) Um, So I think really changing stereotypes is important. But at the end of the day, I'm really ready to like use products that are founded by women and run by women and really address female and related products. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I saw that you
0: recently were uh, one of the women honored at Grace Hopper this year. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience?
1: yeah oh my gosh it was really cool i anita b org reached out to me and said they were highlighting some women in stem which of course my imposter syndrome was like do you have the right chloe condom because <laughs> all of the women i was featured with were super amazing and awesome and cool and uh it was really wonderful i'll give a little insider uh secret that although it looks like in that group photo of us we were all together but they did it like america's next top model they photographed us as all individually and then <laughs> photoshopped us together, but it was really amazing to see the final product and the video. And you know, I got some fancy photos out of it, so that's always fun to have fancy <laughs> photos of you. But no, it was it was a real honor to be featured among a lot of those women. I think you know we all bring such individual, different things to this industry, and whatever contribution I can make by posting photos in empty bathrooms, uh, I'm happy to provide. <laughs> It's so inspiring to see,
0: you know, women being honored, um, especially in tech. So you mentioned that you mentioned imposter syndrome. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that on, you know, what situations that, you know, it really impacts you and how do you combat it? Yeah, I
1: think. It's, it's definitely something that never goes away. I always assumed, you know, oh, when I get my first job, I'm, I'm going to feel so powerful. And I always talked to a lot of friends when I was going through Hackbrite and they'd say, oh, it never goes away. And then, you know, I go, oh, OK. But in my head, I'd go, yeah, but you have a job. <laughs> it's easy for you to say that. It helps a lot to talk to other people about it. I think that we all really have no idea what we're doing, especially in a field like technology where it's constantly changing and things are being constantly updated. I know for me personally as an evangelist and as a developer advocate, this is a relatively new field. Um, So a lot of the things that I'm doing and even, you know, I have friends who are writing books on evangelism because it's so new. I think. It's, it's easy to forget that we all kind of feel that way. <laughs> we all feel like at any moment, someone's going to rip the Scooby-Doo mask off of us and figure out that we, we're all just kind of lost. But yeah, I think it helps a lot to talk to other people. It helps a lot to have good mentors and, and good coworkers and friends you can talk to about it. But I think it's something we all struggle with, as much as we hate to admit it. <laughs>
0: When I went to my first hackathon, I was actually told that I wasn't allowed to go because I wasn't a computer science student and I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. But, and so, yeah. like, so, yeah. So, like, I ended up going to my first hackathon, and, you know, like, I thought it was, was, I thought it was like this all boys club, you know, only computer science students were allowed. You know, I was really nervous. And when I went, it was just a completely different experience. Is, so, is there a time that you had where you kind of had this uh, preconception about something in tech and you came in and realized that it was completely different and it was really welcoming?
1: Yeah, you know, I think in theater, theater in particular is very, very competitive. And especially when I decided, okay, I'm going to do this career switch thing and, and do try the engineer thing. It was kind of alarming to me how helpful and friendly everyone was, mainly because if you went up to an actress and went, hey, you know, I'm thinking of getting started with musicals you know it's usually you go to an audition there's 40 to 50 women auditioning for one role where it's it's totally the opposite in technology where we just have so many roles that we need people for so yeah i think getting my foot in the door as a junior developer like that first role was really tough but once you're in you're in and what a wonderful welcoming community i definitely have been very fortunate that I've only I can count on my one hand how many, you know, negative experiences I've had in technology. Granted, I'm very new to the industry, (laughs) but yeah, I think probably the lack of competitiveness has been really wonderful.
0: And uh, you mentioned mentors. Can you tell me about those experiences were like?
1: Sure, I mean, I'm very lucky. My my boyfriend and my partner is, is also my mentor, which is a great thing to have. Um, someone in the industry who I live with and spend pretty much every moment of the day with. But I also have some mentors It was really wonderful. Hackbright connects you with three mentors when you're attending the program. But even outside of Hackbright, I'm very lucky that a lot of our our friends are engineers. So I I do look to them for a lot of advice, especially when it comes to career advice, when you're trying to choose a new role or, um, you know, negotiating salary and things like that. It's such a new world for me, especially coming from theater where you it's you're very lucky if you get paid anything (laughs) and especially as a woman to advocate for yourself and to make sure that you're being paid fairly and competitively and advocating for the right job title and advocating for the right, you know, skill level that you should be coming in at. Um, Because, I mean, my favorite story to tell from an actor is I was doing a production of Hairspray and one of the other women in the show told me how much she was making. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, I'm only making $300. How are you making $800? And she said, oh, I asked, you know, I'm commuting a lot. And I just asked for more money, I thought, She's commuting less than I am. Why am I getting paid less? So that whole concept of being able to advocate for yourself is very new to me. And having a diverse set of mentors from many different backgrounds and skill levels and technology has been uh, very, very helpful.
0: That's amazing. I actually had a recent situation where I I just asked, you know, for for more money and they're like, yeah, like not a problem. And I was like, you can do this? Like, what? (laughs) It's a whole other (laughs) world. (laughs) What was like the first time that you kind of realized that you were like, wow, like I belong in tech or that you realized that you were really good at, you know, doing
1: what you do? Huh, I think I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I think, um, for me, a big light bulb moment probably happened about a year ago when I went, you know, I went back and forth a lot between how I felt about being this creative person who found herself in technology because in a lot of ways I regretted getting my theater degree and I regretted having this like huge chunk of my life that I dedicated to being an actress and being in the creative arts Um, but once I started realizing and finding that I use pieces of my you know theater career in my everyday life as an engineer. I think that's really what has set me apart truly in this industry. I have a lot of expertise in uh, community building and event planning. And even when it comes down to making code examples for things and making it fun and entertaining, I've been giving a lot of talks lately and keynotes on bringing entertainment and technology Together, because I think oftentimes we separate the two, that there's a lot of us versus them in in the theater community and then in the tech community. There's not a whole lot of crossover, although I am seeing some really exciting things happen that kind of combine the two. So yeah, I think for me it was sometime around last year when I started to put together like, oh, Technology really needs the creative arts. Um, just, just a little touch here and there can make a world of difference in a demo or a technical example, or even when it just comes to our meetup that we put together here at Century. That you know, having a theme or having certain swag or even, you know, making people laugh um, can really make a world of difference. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably been the biggest, you know, aha moment for me.
0: Yeah, I remember um, the day I told my mom I was dropping out of nursing school, she, like, cried. Um, (laughs) And then then I went to a hackathon where there was a prize for the best wellness game or app. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, I can actually, like, I can combine my, you know, all of this, you know, all these years and years and years of medical training that I've had, like, with this new, you know, tech thing. And, you know, it married seamlessly. And we ended up winning that category prize in which, and and that's how I ultimately got my first job out of college, working for a healthcare startup. So you never really know what will happen and, you know, what prior knowledge can be implemented where. So that's really, really, really cool that you see the two kind of meshing well together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there's so much to be said for non-traditional background folks getting into technology because we really do need the insight of people who have had an education other than that of a traditional software engineer who goes to a four-year uh, you know, computer science program. That being said, if I had had the opportunity, I would have loved to go back in time and get a computer science degree, but uh, no regrets as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if
0: you could go back and share a piece of advice to your younger
1: self what do you think it would be Mm, i think it would be to not worry so much (laughs) i think i've always been a constant worrier and thinking you know five steps ahead thinking okay how will this you know, show that I auditioned for affect the rest of my life or even this job or this opportunity. And I think being present and enjoying the moment, I think would be my best advice. Like, I wish I could go back in time and tell Chloe, who's going through Hackbrite, like, hey, enjoy this. Like, it's stressful, but... (laughs) You're going to come out on the other end and engineer and it'll be fine. So I think really marinating, especially in the early days of like learning uh, technology, just chilling out, just taking it one day at a time, breathing, maybe get into some yoga and mindfulness a little earlier on. (laughs) As far as other advice that I can give, my my dad has a a background in um, clowning and, and, and improvisation he studied with this like very well-known Italian clown professor and I really remember vividly there was an actor on stage and he was he was in his head and he was thinking a lot and the professor said uh don't think about it just do it just do it and I think we all assign a lot of mental overhead to things like oh you know I really want to do this thing but I know it's going to take a lot of time but the first step truly is to just get started and I have to remind myself that advice all the time to this day uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll make things bigger in my head or more complicated in my head or scarier in my head and step one honestly is to just try it and see if you like it and if you can do it and that's really what I feel like going from theater to engineering has been is a lot of times I Especially during right, I'd be like, okay, you know, just implement this brand new technology that you just learned. And I'd go, oh my God, that sounds so scary. <laughs> but then once I did it, it was fine. So yeah, just don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> Coming to a, a very competitive industry like theater into engineering, um, probably the biggest thing that I've had to learn over the last three years is advocating for myself, especially kind of what I mentioned before of making sure that you're getting paid fairly in a new role and, and really negotiating your salary. And I cannot stress enough how thankful I am for the mentors in my life who've taught me how to do that. So if you are looking for your next role and you are, you know, looking to even just want to have an understanding of how much you should be getting paid, I think we've always been taught it's a very taboo thing and we should keep it, you know, close to the chest and not, not give numbers. But oh my gosh, talk to all your friends, talk to your mentors, make sure that like you are on the right track for not only where you're supposed to be in your career, but like your mentors and your friends are your best advocates. Like they can see a lot of times what you can't see in yourself, like coming all the way back to imposter syndrome. So use your resources for sure.
0: French or Spanish? Ooh, French. Morning or evening? Ooh, evening. <laughs> Car or motorcycle? Car. T-shirts or sweaters? Ooh, sweaters. Painting or drawing? Hmm. Painting. Gold or silver? Gold. Fruits or vegetables? Uh vegetables. Books or magazines? Books. Puzzles or board games? Ooh, board
1: games. Coca Cola or Pepsi? Neither. (laughs) (laughs)
0: LaCroix. That's awesome.